0: Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, love, and uplevel your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode will talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in! Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to another episode. I am already pre-recording this intro because I am so high on coffee. I let like I'm all about being authentic. I'm all about letting out my inner weirdo, but I just feel like too much came out, and I was like, Jazzy, you need to tape it back. Like someone could be listening to this at like 5:30 a.m. You need to tone it down. Be more chill. So here I am. Recording number two. Don't worry, I didn't get into all of the juicy stuff. I literally just recorded like a one minute intro and was like, yeah, let's let's do take two. So here we are for take two. I'm feeling really, really good today. I just had a... My eyes tested, actually, just had my eyes tested with the optometrist so I could get a referral for laser eye surgery. Um, A couple of people, I posted something about this on social media and a few people messaged me saying it was like the best thing they've ever done. Um, So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to bite the bullet. The thought of it really terrifies me. But I'm like, if I could just wake up and roll out of bed and see, that would be amazing. Um, And a lot of my OG uh, kind of followers on socials will know that I need glasses. But if you're a newbie around here, I am blind as a bat. Like I literally need my glasses to get out of bed. (laughs) It's like really bad. So I'm just feeling really, really good. I've also had a lot of synchronicities this past week. So, so, so many synchronicities. Synchronicities are just like really soul hit coincidences, like when you have a coincidence, but it's like you feel that coincidence in your soul rather than just being like, oh my God, what are the chances? It's like, yeah, you get me, you vibe me. So I've been seeing a lot of seven, seven, sevens and a lot of five, five, fives, which are like two of my favorite triple digit angel numbers to see, which is really awesome. But today's episode is going to be just really spoken from my heart. And what I mean by that is usually when I'm planning out a podcast episode, I don't have like notes, but I have dot points. There's like points that I really want to make sure that I cover, um, things that I want to make sure that come into the episode so that you guys get like maximum value and stuff like that. But today's episode, I'm freestyling. I don't have any notes and I'm just going to roll with it. I know the theme that I want to dive into, but we'll just see where it goes. We'll just see what comes up. But The theme of today is all about letting go of judging yourself, specifically letting go of judging your trauma. And this was a little download that I had um, the other morning. It was like 20 past five and I was on my morning walk and I was listening to a podcast and I just had this thought pop in my head and the thought was, don't judge your trauma All trauma is worthy of healing. Don't judge your trauma. All trauma is worthy of healing. And I walked um, a few meters and I was like, that would be a really good podcast episode. And then I kept walking and I was like, I will definitely forget that. you know, I'm listening to a podcast right now. I'm definitely going to forget that little download. And so I pulled out the notes on my phone and I quickly wrote it down while I was walking. And I'm so glad I did because, because of that, because I put my, I I put so much more attention into that. It's been on my mind. And then here we are, here we are doing a podcast episode on it. So without further ado, let's just dive in by what I mean by that. As a women's coach, Especially a coach who does a lot of mindset work with clients, something that comes up frequently is people who are either aware of their trauma but they judge it and then downplay it, or women who aren't even, uh, I guess, aware that they have trauma because their trauma is not based on how they would perceive it when they hear that word. And so, I don't know if you've ever heard the terminology. I have used this in a podcast previously, which was capital T traumas and little t traumas. And I first heard this way you can put it through Maston Kip, who is amazing. And the way he explains it is capital T traumas are any trauma that you probably think of when I say the word trauma. So, um, you know, assault, abuse, war times, um, intense car accidents, huge like physical trauma, things like that. Little T traumas are the traumas that find their way into the mind and the body based off experiences that can either be one off or they can be built up over time that we don't even acknowledge as trauma. So that could be could be having a parent who wasn't around very often or a parent who you never receive praise from no matter what you did or how well you did. Um, it could have been being, you know, bullied as a preppy or even, you know, bullied in grade two, whatever that, what, whatever it was like these little things that we don't think are traumatizing still create trauma in the mind and they still create trauma in the body. And this is how many of our core limiting beliefs are formed. So many of the limiting beliefs that we have get created from birth until up until the age of seven. Of course, we can still form limiting beliefs after that. Um, They will continually pop up all, um, all throughout our life and we will have to continually work on letting them go and releasing them. But from the age of zero to seven is like a time where your mind is so open to being imprinted with these beliefs. So some of the most common common beliefs that I see are things like, I am alone, I am not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not whole, I'm not important, I'm not safe. These are all kind of like the common ones that come up. So as I was saying, sometimes I get a client who is aware of their trauma, but they downplay it. They think that it's not worthy of looking at. And then there's clients who don't even realize that they have trauma because they just hear this word and they're like no I don't have that they just put it in the that's not that doesn't relate to me basket but here's the thing we all have it all of us have it whether it's capital t or whether it's little t we've got it people with little t trauma often feel that they're not worthy of talking about it because their problems aren't as bad as someone else But here's the thing. I have worked with women and I have uh, people really close to me in my life who have experienced capital T trauma. And even though they've experienced this capital T really intense trauma, some of them still don't think it's worthy of looking at because someone has it worse. So it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum. All trauma is worthy of healing. All trauma is worthy of talking about and addressing and doing something to release it. And here's why. The reason that we don't want to go through our life without looking into this and leaving this unresolved is because trauma not only stores in the mind, it also stores in the body. Almost like... Almost like your tissues and organs and all of that kind of stuff take a snapshot of the memory as well and hold on to it. And this is why sometimes when we think about a past experience, because the body doesn't know the difference between what's really happening and what it's experience sorry what's really happening and what it's imagining so if you were to close down your eyes and imagine a past really really painful experience maybe it's a loss or heartbreak or it was one of the um you know traumatic experiences that you remember and you were to really play that out in your mind in depth and rather than surrendering the emotion let all of that emotion flood into the body you would very likely feel the pain you would feel that pain somewhere in your body or maybe you would cry or maybe anger would surface, some kind of heated emotion would surface, but you're not even there. It's not even happening. You're not like nothing. Then you could do the exact same thing with something that hasn't even happened yet. Um, You know, imagining a future case scenario of something awful happening or um, something undesirable and have these same feelings and emotions. It hasn't even happened. You're just imagining that maybe it could happen. So this explains how Just because you're not living it, your body doesn't know the difference. Your body has no um, distinction between reality and imagination. So if we are constantly holding on to trauma within the body, the body is going to be constantly reliving that. And the way in which it relives it is it's almost like looking at every trauma as forming a scar below the surface, right? So imagine that every trauma that you have and every limiting belief that you hold is creating a little scar, but it's under the skin and we can't see it, but it never heals. Like it's always kind of just sort of open. And if you were to imagine, um, if you've like, I'm sure like everyone can relate to this, you've had some kind of external Skin problem, right? Whether it's been having trouble with like acne or whether you've had like a cut on your hand or even down to like a paper cut. And you know that if you're not careful, if you don't look after that cut and that wound, if you don't put a band-aid on it or if you don't put um you know an- antiseptic cream or whatever and you were to just like get germs in that open wound, it's going to then get infected, right? Stick with me here. <laughs> Using a gross analogy, but it fits. So imagine that that and and imagine that you never took care of it. Imagine that wound was then infected and rather than being like, oh, shit, I better go to the doctors or, um, you know, I better put cream on this. I better put a bandage around it. You're just like, eh, it'll heal. But then you keep doing the same thing over and over. And then that infection just gets worse and worse and worse. Right. You would never do that. If you got a cut on your hand or something like that um, or you were having a breakout or something, you wouldn't then just go rub dirt all over your skin, right? You're going to address the issue and you're going to take care of it so that it heals. But what about what's going on inside? We experience these traumas. We experience these painful points which form these scars or cuts below the surface that we can't see. And rather than doing work to heal them... We just leave them open. And now that these wounds are open, anytime they have an experience of getting dirty. And what I mean by getting dirty in the sense of the emotional wound is you have something that triggers the original wound in a way that feels painful. So just like rubbing dirt into the cut, you can have an emotional experience, which kind of rubs salt in that wound, right? So... If you don't look at that, then there are going to be multiple things over your life that re-sting and reburn the wound. And this is what a trigger is. I've spoken a lot about triggers in many of my episodes on Instagram all of the time. But if you don't know what a trigger is, it's like an emotional knee-jerk reaction to... It can be anything. You could be triggered by certain dates. You could be triggered by certain people. You could be triggered by hearing about situations that you've experienced in your past. You can be triggered by the actions of others. You can be triggered by words, by songs. There are so many things that can trigger you. But what this means is when you have this situation or this stimulus present itself to you, you have a knee-jerk emotional reaction, which is usually sad sadness anger frustration disappointment feeling betrayal you know just these really painful emotions when you get triggered in adulthood when any of us get triggered right now we are not triggered our 20 year old self our 25 year old self our 30 year old self we are not the one being triggered it's our inner child which is being triggered it is some version of you from the age of zero to seven, which had the original wound created and it was never healed and it's open. And now what is happening in our adulthood is salt getting put in that wound. And so it reopens or it stings or it burns. So if we want to be less triggered as an adult, we actually need to go back, find all those wounds. And it's like, unveiling the exterior layer of our bodies and really turning inward and looking inside and being like, where are all these cuts? Where are all of these open wounds? And then finding them, what sort of wound is it? How was it created? Where did this come from? Right? Because you can have a cut, you could have pricked your finger, you could have grazed your knee. Um, you know, there are many different ways in which you can get wounded exteriorly, um, same as internally. So, we wanna take an opportunity to work out what our inner wounds are. And as I was saying, we all have those wounds. We all have those wounds. And I can tell you that I can get any client on a coaching call and I can prod them, prod them ask them questions again and again and again and again. And sometimes they like literally want to strangle me, (laughs) but I can get to the bottom of what their limiting beliefs are, even if they feel they had a really good childhood. And this can be anything from having a sibling who wasn't very nice to you, or it could have been having a sibling who was amazing, but you deep down knew that, mom always liked you more and you got more attention and that made your sibling feel like shit, which made you feel like shit. And now you hold on to this subconscious guilt and people-pleasing tendencies and you don't like to be the center of attention in your adult life because you know that your sibling felt crap whenever you got attention. And so now you do everything you possibly can in your adult life to avoid the spotlight being on you and you always want to make sure other people are receiving love and validation before you right? So this is like a small example, but it can come to a lot bigger stuff as well. I mean, if you have experienced a capital T trauma, there is going to be underlying limiting beliefs that develop from that experience. I'm not safe. you know. A lot of people who have issues with I'm not safe have, tr- have trouble losing weight. Um, they often regulate with things like binge eating. Um, they also can frequently um, have anxiety because if your underlying limiting belief is not being safe, when we know that As human beings, our prime like absolute base foundation of what we need before we can move into love and joy and gratitude and all of those other things is just safety and security. We need to feel safe and we need to feel secure. And once we get that bottom level of the pyramid foundation down, Then we move to building the next block of the pyramid up and up and up and up and up. So you can imagine if you can't even lay that first foundation of the pyramid, which is I am safe. Can you imagine how anxious you're going to be feeling all of the time? Because you're never feeling safe. So you can never relax. So if your body never thinks that it can like... (sighs) take a breath. Imagine what that's going to be doing to your mental health. So I just wanted to come in with this and give you guys a little bit of a pep talk to stop judging your trauma. Stop judging your triggers. Like stop judging yourself when you're triggered by somebody or when you judge somebody else or any of these things, because when you judge somebody, that's not necessarily nice. But it's okay. Come without criticism. Stop judging your judgment and instead observe the judgment, knowing that the reason you judged is because it very likely triggered an old wound. And you know that if you've judged someone negatively or you've thought something about them being like, ah, okay, I, I can acknowledge that I just judged this person. I'm going to come back and release that judgment. I'm going to look into myself and ask myself, where that judgment came from. Where did that thought just come from? What was I feeling before I created that thought? And it might be, hmm, I judged that girl because she was just like dancing really sexy and like she was just so in her body and she was so in her voice and she was so unapologetic about who she was. And I judged her and thought, what a skank, right? That was the projection. But if I peel that back, actually I felt inferior to her And it upset me and I felt insecure because I don't feel like I can be in my body and in my voice and fully authentic in my own self and have the confidence to do that. And so I projected my own insecurities onto her. You can see how just by the simple action of being open-minded, being self-aware, You can actually stop taking things so personally, both from other people judging you, but also how you judge others, taking it less personally and rather just taking it as information because that's all it is. When you judge someone or when you're triggered or when anger surfaces or when you get sad, don't beat yourself up. Don't hold judgment around that anger. Don't hold judgment around those tears. There is no need to have judgment towards that because we are supposed to have those emotions. The reason we have those emotions is so that they can shine a light on where needs healing. Can you imagine knowing how to heal or what to look at or how you can progress as a human being if you didn't have any emotion? Imagine that you, you know, that's the beauty of polarity. Like we only really value happiness and joy and bliss and excitement because we know what it feels like to feel disappointment, down, sad. That is polarity at its absolute finest and most magical so rather than looking at like anger as bad or feeling down as bad because they're not you give them meaning that they're bad when in actual fact they're neutral all emotions are are neutral and yes they have different vibrations some are more positive and some are more negative but they're neutral in terms of the meaning behind them So I'm going to explain that again. All emotions hold different energy or a different energetic charge. Some are positive, some are negative. But when it comes to the meaning of an emotion, they are all neutral until we give them meaning. So being angry isn't necessarily a a bad thing unless we sit and stay in that anger because we know that that's low vibration. But when we feel anger in a fleeting moment, if we don't judge it and then dwell on it and sit on it and let it fester and then stay there. But in actual fact, we feel the anger and we go, Ooh, what just like brought up that fire in me just then? Why did I just feel angry? Okay, cool. And where did that come from? And why do I feel like that? You know, and really peeling back the layers of the onion, as Shrek would say, just keep peeling, 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 peeling. And when you can do that, you're gonna to get to the root of root cause of the wound, and then you can shift that, and then ah, the anger releases. So stop judging your emotions. Stop judging yourself for how you feel. Stop judging yourself for your trauma, your triggers, your reactions, because there is nothing to judge. There is just so much to observe and that is beautiful. That is empowering. That is amazing, right? Your body is literally giving you all of these red and green flags into into what is triggering a wound, what's not, what's in alignment, what's out of alignment. It's like it's always shining these flashlights on how you can grow and progress and heal yourself as a person and that is amazing. So when you look at it like that, feeling your feelings is actually... gift, a beautiful gift. And that is such a huge shift in perception because now we go from feeling ruled by our emotions to feeling grateful for our emotions. And that is going to overall change our whole vibrational state. Speaking of vibrational state, this is the other part that I wanted to touch on because If we don't look and we don't heal our trauma and we hold on to judgment and we criticize ourselves for how we're feeling, how we acted in the past, um, you know, we talk down or belittle the older parts of ourselves and things like that. We hold on to the trauma, which as I just spoke about trauma also holds in the body and our body is always walking around with that trauma, that unhealed trauma that is going to impact your energy, the energy that you put out, right? So... All of us are emitting a certain frequency all of the time based on the collective consciousness and frequency of all of the atoms um, that make up our physical body. And that can be high vibration, it can be low vibration, and it can be anywhere in between. The more you spend time in a negative state of mind or negative state of being in your body, The lower your vibration, the more time you spend in a positive state of mind or a positive state of being, the higher frequency you are going to be, the higher, the frequency, the more high, high frequency things you will attract in. And this is how the law of attraction works. The lower vibrational, um, state of being, the more you will draw in negative. So this is manifestation. This is the law of attraction 101 getting into the science. So I want to share this, um, this study. Um, this is a study that was shared by Joe Dispenza, which I thought was really amazing. So I've shared lots of studies and things like this before, but here's a new, one. I haven't shared this one. So they did this study where they got a group of healers. So, um, anyone from like Reiki practitioners, um, like just anyone who was in like a healing occupation. And they had all of these test tubes. And then with the first group, what they did was they had um, a group, they just had like random standardized test, test tubes just off to the side with DNA in them. And then they had another group of test tubes with DNA in them and gave them all of the healers. And they asked the healers to hold on to the test tubes and have really, really positive thoughts, like really think a lot of positive thoughts and hold onto the test tube. There wasn't really any difference. Then they did the same thing again. They had the, uh, the just you know the control test tubes, and then they had a group of healers come in with um, their test tubes, and they said to all of the healers, "We want you to hold on to an intention. We want you to intend to wind or unwind um, the strands of DNA." nothing really changed but then they got the third group in and they had the normal control test tubes and then they had the group of healers holding their test tubes and they said we want you to get into a positive vibrational state and hold an intention so we want you to intend to wind or unwind the strands of the DNA whilst being in a positive high vibe um high vibrational state they changed so in this instance, the test tubes that the healers were holding onto when they were in a positive state of being and holding a specific intention, the strands of DNA were either unwinding or winding by up to 25% change. That is un-freaking-believable. Just by having DNA strands in a test tube that a healer was holding by putting them in a vibrational state and intending like putting thought into the action they wanted to create, they literally created a change in the physical world without Touching something, And this shows how all energy is linked. And this is the missing link in manifestation. and manifestation in so many people can be high vibration, but they're putting no intention into their thought process, which is where like good things happen to them, but maybe not the good things that they want to happen. Like, um, not their bad things, but it, it's like everything's happening by default. Then you've got people who are low vibration and, um, you know, they're attracting, you know, not so good things happening into their life. And then you've got the people who are so um, consciously aware of manifestation. They know the importance of their thought and how this, how everything works and everything is interconnected and they take it really seriously. And. They put themselves into a high vibrational state and they are intentional with their thoughts. So they spend a lot of time of their life making sure that the frequency they're, they're emitting as a human being is positive. And you can do this through the foods that you eat, you know, um, different foods hold different energetic frequencies. Um, I'm not even going to go into that. You're going to, you're going to know the answer there. Obviously your organic, um, good fruits, vegetables, whole foods, and things like that are higher vibration. Um, so the, through the foods that you eat, exercise is a huge one. Um, emotion is just energy in motion. So if we can create motion with the body that can be so empowering. So, you know, going for runs, doing a workout, lifting weights, doing yoga, moving the body in a physical way, the music that we listen to all music works on different frequencies and hurts. So listening to music, which, um, emits a positive frequency, thinking good thoughts, doing all of that kind of stuff changing your vibration, changing like the literal, like guys, I'm, I'm talking science here. If we could like put all of your atoms and um, energy um, within those atoms under a microscope, and we could, you know, hook you up to something where you can see the frequency that's being emitted from you, you can literally change that frequency. So doing all of these things to support your frequency and then being intentional about what you want and let's just like put it this way. The universe listens to intention, well, listens, feels energy and feels intention. So if you keep thinking about what you don't want, it doesn't know that it's going to, it's just going to keep feeling the thought. It just feels the thought, feels the thought. So if you keep thinking what you don't want, it feels that, and it gives you that. So this is why we want to take our attention away from what we don't want and start focusing on what we do want. So for example, rather than saying, I don't want to get sick because even though you're saying I don't want to get sick, you're holding on to the word sick. So that's what your body feels. If you were to say, I am in good health, I am healthy, I am full of vitality, energy, um, my body operates at optimal performance, that's focusing on what you do want, so being really, really cautious about the thought and the language that you're using, right? This was similar for me for so long, I was, when I had my binge eating disorder, I kept saying like, I don't want to binge anymore, I don't want to binge, and then even writing down affirmations like, I will not binge, but (laughs) Even though the affirmation was written correctly, I was focusing on the word binge. I will not binge. So that just kept happening. And it wasn't until I changed to I have a good relationship with food, which is what I did want, that I really started to notice those shifts happen, which is awesome. So there you go. That's the little thing that's really, really underrated when it comes to manifestation and stuff like that. But bringing that back to trauma and limiting beliefs, if you are constantly holding on to these limiting beliefs in your subconscious mind, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not important. I don't matter. I'm not safe. I am alone. All of these kind of things. And you're holding on to that, even though you're not Consciously thinking about it, your subconscious mind is emitting all of that all the time. So you're going to keep drawing in more circumstances that make you feel unworthy, that make you feel unloved, that make you feel unsafe. Same goes with the body. If our body keeps feeling this underlying sense of trauma, you're going to keep attracting trauma, whether that's emotional or whether that's like. You keep hurting your knee over and over again and you're doing all of your stretches, you're doing all of your rehabilitation work and boom, like your knee, it goes again Um, or you keep getting this injury happen or you keep getting sick all of the time and oh my God, how am I getting tonsillitis for the eighth time this year? Because the body is like constantly feeling that trauma and that is the energy that you're putting out and impacting your frequency and your intention. So the more we can actually dive in and look at healing our trauma, both emotionally and physically, the more we are creating a baseline neutral slate, which is going to mean that our energetic charge is gonna be more positive. So we're gonna be putting out more of a positive frequency And then if we can be more intentional about the thoughts that we're having and the thoughts that we're putting out, as we know, energy goes where intention flows, then we are going to be so much more likely to attract good things into our life that align with what it is that we want. So I am going to wrap up today's episode here. I hope you got some insight out of it. I hope this made you really, really stop and think about what you may not be addressing, what you may be dismissing or judging or criticizing about yourself, about your past and things like that. And really start saying, you know what, I'm ready to look into this. I'm ready to stop saying people have it worse. I'm ready to stop saying, um, you know, I'll just, I'll get over it and realize that even if you're consciously getting over it, your subconscious mind isn't over it. Even if you're you know, consciously getting over it, your body isn't getting over it. So really stopping and taking some time to backtrack and look at what's triggering you, look at your underlying limiting beliefs and be prepared to do the work to heal them. Um, I would love to do an episode in future about talking about ways in which you can heal this physical and emotional trauma. Um, I do have a previous episode um, on a healing trauma with Matt Karma, which is amazing. You can go back and listen to that one. It is so insightful. Also, if you did love today's episode, I would love if you would print screen, share it on social media, tag me, tell me about your favorite key insights that you walked away with. Um, And I'm looking forward to helping you guys out on your journey to becoming your biggest, baddest, boldest self. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.